like I'm competitive, but I don't really, I don't know, show it to a point. I don't really, after a loss, I don't really get too upset about it because I think, well, there's always next time. So if I lose today, I'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll see it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Down Under Paintball. This week is episode 28, and I'm sitting down with Jared Cozier. Jared's one of those players that's always there, always doing work, but not the loudest about it and not as in your face as some players out on the field, just always getting results. Another, as I call him, silent achiever. Yeah, as we're going to learn in this episode, Jared's been there and done pretty much everything you can in the sport in the country. He's played all over the place and as well traveling around the world, being able to play over in Europe when he was with the Shenanigans team and they did their trip over to the Millennium and also recently with Envious over in the NXL. So thankfully he shares some of those stories with us and gives us a bit of a look into what it's like to play overseas. And back home he's one of those nice guys that I don't think there's a single person out there in the league that wouldn't get along with him and he is using that to his advantage. He's been playing on all different teams of very much a hired gun and he gets out there and travels all around the country just going through his photos to pull out some for this episode. He's played for teams that I didn't even know he played for. So he's just secretly getting out there, traveling up and down the East Coast, all around Australia and playing ball. It's good to see. And with that, we're going to jump straight into this episode of Down Under Paintball. Okay, I need to find paintball again. If that's the kind of commitment you're going to give, then that's the kind of commitment I want. So I'm sticking. You're listening to Down Under Paintball. I mean, everybody on that team was a veteran. Everybody. This is Will McDonald, and you're listening to Down Under Paintball. It does make it a more interesting sport for the masses. They are doing it better than anyone else, to be honest. Yeah, show, show other women that might be interested in playing that, hey, you know, you can go out there and you can be successful in this sport. It's best. I've got the best seat in the house with some of the best paintball in Australia. And you're listening to Down Under Paintball. I don't, I don't enter into the politics. I'm not interested. I'm just trying to, you know, grow the sport, get more people playing paintball. I'm here this week with Jared Cozier, or Cozier, as... Uh... A lot, a lot of, of people, people say. Are. Like, do you want to help us out yeah. with the with the pronunciation first? Yeah, uh, just Cozier will yeah. do. I've heard all sorts down to Cozier, and I thought oh, he could get a tire sponsorship almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just hear some people say the name, and I'm like, ah, it's close enough. It'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of those names. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> where, where are you uh, calling in from tonight? Where do you join us from? Londonderry. Nice. Out near the Hawkesbury. Yeah, pretty pretty close. It's uh, nice and close to action Yarramundi as well, the, where things are going to be yeah. happening for a while. Yeah, about uh, 20 minutes away from that field. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I've got a good good mate of mine who lives like, if, if we were traveling there, he lives like the street on the right just before you get to the field. He lives up there. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, thanks for so much for joining us on the show. So, I guess the pressing question: Have you have you had a chance to play much this this year with uh with COVID and all that kind of stuff going on? Uh, we've played a played a couple of events. Um, there was a 
a 10-man mechanical out at uh, Action Yaramundi that I got to play with for the uh, Bush Pigs. And then there was that um, that seven man at Action that I got to play with for the Eskimos. That was just recently, actually. It was what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, something. something and quick. <laughs> I f- oh, and uh, Total War. I played that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. How'd you go with that? Oh, I don't know. I was okay. I guess I'm not really a bush <laughs> baller, so I don't. I can't really say if I did good or not. I don't know. Yeah. I just like seeing people sitting back. I'm like, we can kind of run somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was a tough day. It was uh it was a bit of a slog until uh until you got to the top of the hill and the field sort of opened up a bit. That yeah, that was like the cool part of it. It's sort of like it's flatter. It's like <laughs> you know, the the big wheels are kind of like a um a bunker, so it's kind of a little bit more normal as far as paintball goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like play like it you sup air but woods bally type setup. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's I like it. So you've played for um you've played for a few different teams already this year. Um do do you really have a like a team that you call home at the moment? Um I don't know for the last couple of years I've kind of been a little bit of a mercenary. I'll just <laughs> it's kind of just jump around on teams. Yeah. Well, How's our how, like, how's that been? Is it, is it, um, are you sort of struggling? Like, are you getting thrown so many offers that you, you get to pick and choose which team or, or are you struggling sometimes to hop on a team for an event? Uh, I wouldn't struggle to find a team for an event. I get asked like by quite a few people if I want to play a certain event and see that I've already committed to playing for a team or I don't have time to play that event. Um, or, it's funny because, like, in the last couple of years, I've always wanted to sort of wind back the amount of events that I've played, and COVID's kind of done me a solid on that, which is, it's good and bad because, like, you want to play, and now we can't play, so it's like, <laughs> shit, I actually want to play again. Yeah. So. No, it's it's good. It's sort of, um like talking at round one to a few guys, like a lot of people were, were mentioning burnout and saying, Oh, I think this will be my last year. Or I'm going to start, like you said, winding things down a bit. And, and uh, yeah, everyone I've spoken to that said that at the start of the year, they've all said the same thing that they're just chomping at the bit to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to mute yeah. that. So it stops making noises. Yeah. <laughs> <All good. laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's, like... uh, that's cool it's it happens you know like you, you play for so long at such a level and it's like you play because it is fun but it can get to the point where you play it so often that it's not really fun anymore it starts to become like a second job because you're putting so much time and effort into it so it's like man like how long and do i want to keep continuing at like this for and like it can get to a point where it stops becoming fun. And it did at a point there was like, it was a couple of years back. Um, I did like 15 events that year and people were like saying, Oh, how many events did some certain person play? And they're like, oh, I've played like nine. And they were like, oh, I've, I think I've played the most. And 
I was in earshot of the conversation, but like I was like, I've played a couple of events, and it wasn't until like uh, someone I was sitting there with like, haven't you played like shitload events this year? I'm like, man, I couldn't even count them, eh? So like we sort of sat there counting them. I was like, man, that's a lot of events, and I'm like, shit. Maybe I should kind of like wind back the amount of events I'm playing. I, was, I did like, I did um, three events back to back, and I like one of them. It was the it was the middle event, so I did like a Queensland event, then I went to Vic, and then I played sevens, and <laughs> we had um, Thomas Kim was like sitting in the like the viewing section at action, and he's like, he's like, oh man, I'm I'm sore, and we kind of looked at him, he's like, why are you sore for it? He's like, oh, this is my second weekend playing. I'm like, I just looked at him, like, bro, this is my third, like. Come on, man. You're supposed to be like a full-on professional. <laughs> no, it's, you're, you're out doing that. Well, I was going to ask that. Like, are, you, are, they all, are they all local events? But it sounds like you're, you're hopping on a lot of planes and getting around the place with, with events when, when you're Paintball. able to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or back when you could. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I've been up and down, like, playing New South Wales events, Queensland events, Vic, Vic events. Um yeah, I've been everywhere on the what's this east coast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the compass out, double check. Yeah, that's a <laughs> kind of like think, man, what, what side of the country are we on again? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, so, yeah, have you traveled uh elsewhere like New Zealand or Asia or um, even the other side of Australia? Um, I haven't been to the other side of Australia yet, uh, but I have. I've traveled quite a bit to play paintball. Um, uh, 2014, I went over to Europe to play um, the Millennium World Cup back then, not like it is now the NXL. Um, we, that was back when I played for shenanigans. We landed um, in Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport, and took us probably half an hour to get out of there because <laughs> the nav man was on not English speaking so that was kind of <laughs> hard <laughs> yeah we drove like eight hours to Germany and because one of our sponsors Maxis so like we went out there and practiced on like their field at Solms for uh, one or two days definitely one I can't remember if we went two but there was a couple of um, uh, like the original syndicate team out there Back oh, when they were Frankfurt Syndicate, yeah. Those yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. We played against a couple of them, and after after that, we got to meet one of the um, the guys who was like the actual sponsor of the, like our team, Maxis, and he took us on like a little tour of like their warehouse. Like they had a wall just like from one end to the other, like as tall as like. I don't know, a six-foot ladder, just yeah. wall covered in guns. Yeah, right. It was awesome. And, like, all the other types of merchandise you could think of, like jerseys, pants, and all that sort of get up. It was a big warehouse. And out the back of that was uh, three or four pallet tire stacked with just paint in an air-conditioned room, like, set to a temperature. And, like, that was just where they were storing paint for, like, Germany, parts of it. And, like, they yeah, were distributing yeah. it out. Yeah, that was cool. Get like a sort of behind the scenes look at that sort of thing. 
Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's always good to yeah. go and uh, go and check out those. Uh, I guess the, the yeah the giant facilities and and the sponsors and stuff like that have a <laughs> yeah it's like do things over there. It's next level, and um, then then from there we went to went to Ireland. We we had a practice day out there, walking around just seeing all the pubs because there's a lot of them. <laughs> seeing them, like did you actually go? Just walk past and, uh, or did you make it inside oh, them? Yeah, yeah, we definitely did. Um, cause we had, uh, Carl Brennan on the team and like, he obviously, he like lives there and like he was over here for quite a while, but he's moved back now. Um, I'm like, where are all these pubs you were talking about? And he's like, we've literally walked past six. And I was like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, where, like, where are these pubs? We eventually walk into one, like we sat down, like had lunch and just talking shit with the boys. and um, we we end up going to the oldest pub in Ireland, which was built in like the 1100s, yeah, which tough. is pretty cool. And the they had like this wall, and it was like had glass, but like behind the wall was like money bills of like from everyone around the world. So like you could look and you could see like money from like every country in the world, like behind this glass wall. Yeah, cool. pretty cool. Yeah, nice. And then <laughs> we went to. The smallest pub there, which max capacity was 25 people, <laughs> just for a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. And uh, then you'd have some parties that, like, you'd have to leave people outside on the in the gutter and just be like, you, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, sorry, man. Yeah. You're gonna have to wait till someone leaves before you can get in. <laughs> <laughs> and then after after we had a practice session there that was when we actually got to back to paris to play the uh, millennium event that was um yeah it was just awesome like it's hard to explain how like next level it is to like someone who plays here until you actually go and experience it yourself it's just insane all the stuff they have there like all the players yeah it's it's sick <laughs> like obviously you couldn't do it like now because like with covid but um when the restrictions kind of get lifted then people could actually like go out and travel to a different country to play with like a a team i would definitely suggest it because it'll um it'll blow your mind playing overseas yeah so it's like um, um Oh, sorry. No, you're right, go. I was just going to say, like, you've played in, I know you've, like, it came up the other day in one of the, one, the other day, a few, a few episodes ago, it came up, uh, like, about you guys going and playing in the States. So, I guess you, you've also yeah. got someone that you can compare it to. So, um, you reckon yeah, um, like, Europe's the place to go? Well, I went there such a long time ago, it's, it's hard to say. And the thing with, like, playing in Europe, like it's always in a different country, whereas the States is the States are like, yeah. it's going to be different everywhere you go, but you know, you're still in America, I guess. But um, it was definitely a lot hotter playing that world cup than it was <laughs> in um, Paris. That's for sure. Um, like we were pretty much running the five guys like back to back every point. And we had Kai um, filling in when we needed him. And, uh me and johnny were just basically playing the ones the whole time and like we would start running points up on teams and 
we started getting into the later part of the game and we just kind of had nothing in the tank to, you know, punch anyone with and we'd kind of just get to a point and just get shot out. It's not really fresh as far as, like, the other teams out there. You know, they've got, like, seven, maybe nine guys on a team, dedicated coach, you know. Um, yeah, it's a different situation compared to what you would find yourself playing here, you know, like you you get used to it, like used to it. You're in like the comfort zone. Yep. Here you like you know everyone. So if you need a hand, you know, you could go, Oh, hey, I need a hand with this or shit my guns down, can I borrow this? And that sort of thing. You know, we had to go to like Walmart and get like a trolley to carry out painting and stuff like that. <laughs> um yeah, and we made a real big mistake as far as, like, our games went. We played our first game, and then we walked all the way back to the tent that we were at, and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll have time to sort of chill out like you would at a sevens event. And we're looking, like, shit, we're up in, like, 15 minutes, so we had to, like, get all of our stuff and go all the way back. And it's like 30 something degrees with like humidity was through the roof. I can't even remember what it was, but it's like we played our second game and we were just cooked. Like <laughs> I, I could, I physically couldn't and didn't want to even carry my own gun back to the tent. It's like, man, I'm so, I'm so stuffed right now. Like help. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, just, the whole like setup over there, like just it's cool how they have like the afternoon and morning brackets. So like, you know, you're in the morning, you play first two games and then you'll play another game the next day and you go all the way to, you get to the finals and then like all the fields are kind of right next to each other. And like, you could watch other guys in your like bracket in a way, but like they'll be playing on a different field. Yeah, they wouldn't necessarily be playing on the one field, like because there's just so many teams over there. So they just yeah. got to turn them through. Yeah, yeah. Did Did you play all your points on the same field, or were you guys on different different fields, game to game? Um, no, I'm thinking, eh? Hey? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we played all our games on the same field. We might have played one that wasn't on the same field. Yeah, because like I've only uh, ever played one event like that, and and I found like it, it's all the same, but like even just the refs on a different field can can like just change. It's just I don't know. It's like a mental thing for me. Like I wasn't used to it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like they're not they're not messing around, and <laughs> like they don't know you. So I guess like it'd be different. Like here, you know, like everyone sort of knows the refs because you're you're so used to seeing them. Like you play four events in the year, like you're going to see them so much. And then like over there, there's just so many different teams and people like they'll just look at you as another team. So yeah. Yeah. I guess like there's not that many teams from Florida really playing the world cup compared to like the overall amount of teams. Like (laughs) there's not that many. So you can't like, you couldn't like really engage like the ref as far as like, if he throws a penalty on you or like does something, you can't be like, 
hey, what's going on here? Just be like, no, nah, just go, man. I don't, I don't even know who you are. Just leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds, it's like, sounds... oh, sorry. You're right. I had a, a situation when we were playing in uh, Millennium World Cup. Uh, they, because of the boots I was wearing, like the Nike tick had like, a, it was fluoro yellow or green. And the ref's like, either get new boots like cover them in something, color them in. I don't care what you do, but if you come back out on the field with them again, he goes, I'm going to pull you like for a minor every point because it could have a hit on it. I was like, man, now I need to go find a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so like sitting there just coloring in in between like a, a match where we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, it can happen. And um, again, uh, a similar situation. Uh, me, Macca, Bancroft, uh, Bones, Pyro, Pete Adams. We all went and played in Singapore. And um, we were running our Envious jerseys, you know, bright green. Uh, we played, like, a match, and they let it fly for that. And then after, like, you guys are going to put on a different jersey. So, like, oh, all right. Luckily, we rang a spare. <laughs> yeah. Were they concerned about the colour of the paint? Was it similar to the jersey? Yeah, it's like a bright yellow feel, and I guess like well, the jersey is pretty green. Yeah. Um. So it kind of, you know, conceals it, I guess, if people aren't watching. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a jersey. It's not yellow. It's green. It's yeah. Different color. No, always that kind of stuff always weirded me out. I remember people saying, "Oh, that sticker looks like a hit," but you're like, "But it's not a hit. Like it's." <laughs> It can look like it, but it's not like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it. The other side of the field, I understand, but you, know, you could yeah. just just put like splatter marks and stuff on your loader, so then you could kind of like Jedi mind trick the other team to thinking you got a loader hit, and then like they're screaming at you, "Oh, he's hit!" And then you just come and bunker him down. It's like, no, nah, man, they're just stickers. <laughs> That'd yeah. be good, so good. As long as they're not green, you're all good. <laughs> yeah, just another color. Yeah. But just to just to confuse people, why not? Yeah, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> you let us in on your secrets. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one hot tip. That's it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get good, just uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well, you got to uh, practice to get good. Yeah, no, that's that's true. No, it's all about what <laughs> what what gear you wear, and uh, doesn't matter what you do. It's how you look while you're doing it. <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of always say like um, to a couple of the guys just joking like if you want to gain like an extra two percent accuracy when you're shooting like shoot a die gun <laughs> head head to toe kit out yeah yeah, yeah it's uh I don't know like uh, an RPG like a video game where if you get like the whole set of some like armor like you're you're all sweet yeah <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> you you get all you get all the bonuses you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> extra right. running speed extra agility <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just need to start advertising that and uh, there you go you've uh, endorsed them to two percent oh, increase sales are through the roof <laughs> yeah everyone's um. Well, there's a there's a running shoe that uh they boast a five percent increase. That's what, and everyone's like, going hard for them. <laughs> is, it a, is it a Nike shoe? Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> it's called a Vaporfly. It's uh, 
yeah, set it, setting the world on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you run faster. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So I guess uh, maybe people could try that at paintball. Um, <laughs> yeah, you never know. You just yeah. have to screw some studs into them. Off you go. <laughs> Give it a crack. Yeah. So, um, so, like, I know we sort of skipped ahead a little bit there, but I'm keen to sort of know how you got into the sport, like how, how it all started for you. Um, I, the very first time I actually played, I was 17 and funny, it was, um, at the Yarramundi field and, but that was before action had it. I I don't know who had it back then. I didn't really think paintball was even a sport back then. I just thought it was when someone said paintball, just the usual setup, you know, you got camos on and you're running through the bush type thing. And I didn't play again till I was 21, 20, um, added action, seeing all like the electric guns and all that. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, uh, me and a bunch of mates that I grew up with, like we were going every couple of weeks playing and like, this is like costing a lot of money. How can we like to get all the guns and all that sort of thing? If we just get our own stuff, like surely it'd be cheaper to a point. And that was, that was when um, shenanigans were playing out there and we started talking to Wombat and Brownie and all the rest of the Shens guys. Like, oh, this is pretty sick. Like, like, yeah, we could like help you out getting on a team. And we actually formed the Shamrocks back in the day. It was like a kind of little feeder team to the shenanigans. And yeah, that was, that was how it kicked off for me as far as playing like um, competitive paintball. So I didn't actually play again for like three or four years from the first time I actually played. Yeah. So, like you mentioned that there was like a group of friends, you guys were going out and playing, like do any of them still, still played to this day? <clears throat> no, nah, they, they've, they've all stopped. They've started having kids, getting married, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, they just slowly started giving it away type thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's the usual, the usual yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, only a few can, can hold, hold it together. Can, yeah, carry on playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. But, so, um, so Shamrocks, like, was that, yeah, did you guys, did that exist before you joined the team or, or was that like something that they put together because there was this influx of new new players? <clears throat> yeah, well, that pretty much, like, when me and my friends joined, like, with them, it's it kick-started that team because they only had one guy who was playing at the time, uh, Jonathan Horber. Um, and we kind of made the rest of the team up. I think we had like five or six of us playing at the time. And then plus um, Horber, like that just added you know, the rest of the squad. And we played for just, just over a year with that team. And then I got an offer to jump on with the shenanigans. So I did, yeah, but nice. I still played, still played on Shamrocks, but we were going down to play the NCPL in Canberra. Yep. Yeah. 
That was it was a good event. <laughs> that was a good field. Nice and laser level. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's flat. It's yeah. good. <laughs> bit bit hard, but a bit of rain to soften it up. Yeah, that's um like the with the shenanigans. Like I know that they were they were training. Like they did train at action, but they were like down at Camden a fair bit as well. Were you were you like traveling back and forth with them back then? <clears throat> um, well, originally when I've before I started playing for them, we were playing at action, and after the uh, 2012 season, the the team got together and like had a chat because there was like a, a rumor going around that a bunch of the semi-pro teams were jumping up into pro. And so like we, we had a meeting at, at one of the guys' houses and we're like, okay, pros and cons of playing in pro. Um, like obviously the number one factor for like to start with is like, can you afford to do it? Um, second, do you want to put the time into it do you like are you able to do that and then can you commit to playing all four rounds and doing like a, a training schedule and that sort of stuff and we chatted amongst ourselves like individually like okay like going through every guy like can you yes 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 whatever and the because there was like syndicate um uh, Clown Monkeys, Rage City, and I think there was like one other team that I think it was the Thundercats um, that people were sort of saying that are possibly jumping up. I'm like, okay, well, we don't want to miss the boat as far as like sticking around and playing semi for another year and then, um, you know, being sort of left behind in like that regard as like then coming up and playing pro. It's like, you're not going to really gain anything out of sticking around in that division when like your main competition has all left to go play in the higher division. So it could have like, been a chance to, sit- to stay in and uh, just crush for a season. Just <clears throat> win, win by default. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, it's not as fun though. Cause you're not really, you're not pushing yourself or, or the team to, you know, um, like, you want to win, but you don't want it to be easy. It's like, it's kind of sucks the fun out of it in a way. It's like, if you're better than someone, you don't really want to beat them. If you're just staying around in that division, just to, you know, Oh, I'm snapping kids up, you know, <laughs> good on you. Jump in pro then. Yeah. Then see just, if you're doing it. <clears throat> just go play on the rental field. Like if you really want to do that, yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can win. Yeah, all the pretty time. much, you know. <laughs> Like he wouldn't lose a single gunfight, surely. <laughs> but yeah, cool. um, yeah, so we we jumped up and played pro with Shans for two years. Yeah, nice. So did did uh, like of those rumors that all those teams were moving? Um, I don't think that many that many ended up actually making the jump, did they? No, they didn't. It was um, it was just Cloud Monkeys. That yeah. was it. Um, but it, it, it was cool that they did cause, um, 
in semi-pro, we'd always have like these, these awesome back and forth games. And <clears throat> that continued over when we played pro. It was, um, uh, we made finals every, every year, the first year we went to pro. And I think every time we were playing clown monkeys for third and fourth. And it's either we'd win or they'd win. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That was good. Yeah, I guess um, if they jumped up with you, like it'd be, I don't know, like it wouldn't be that same pressure of like having uh, like nine brand new teams to play against. Like if you've had that many reps against the team like the Clown Monkeys, it, it'd probably feel a bit more, I don't know, uh, like eat. Uh, what's the word? I'm even playing yeah, field. Yeah, more well, like a bit more familiar. Like you know the guys how they play. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Because um, I know like uh, Wombat, who you mentioned, like he was pretty. Like I didn't see him playing on the field much, but I know he was like a pretty good coach and captain, sort of. Uh, yeah, he, he did a good job. He was the guy like behind the scenes, like looking after like everything. So like the only only thing you had to do was kind of like just focus on playing the game. And he sorted pretty much everything else out. Same with um, Brownie. He was the captain of the team. He, you know, pretty much steered the ship and got got people doing what they needed to be doing and got it all sorted. Yeah, it's cool. It, was, I guess um, it's, it takes a bit of pressure off you when you've just got to show up and perform. <laughs> yeah, just, just play the game. That's what you want. Yeah, no, it's cool. We, Yeah, I, I liked how Shenanigans did that because I know, like, Wombat had a, a bit, bit of a background in like NFL, like he was doing all that kind of like coaching and stuff. So I know he sort of yeah. brought that into paintball a lot. So like you don't see that many teams that have like just a dedicated coach. So it was cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's kind of different now though, because like you could have a coach, but he's not going to have the same like influence or effect that you had back in the day with the sideline coaching that used to exist. And even like in the pitch, you know, back in the day, you'd be, you know, one, two, three, G one, one, two, three, he's at this bunker, you know, like you had that sort of atmosphere in the pits. Now it's um, like, you could have a coach like kind of like in the pits, like, okay, they went here, they went here, we shot this guy off the break. And then, you know, you could kind of be like, what's our team doing? And okay, you got shot up, you get off, you need to get cleaned up. All right, you go back on type thing. It's a little bit different as far as the coaching is these days from back then. Yeah. And like, so would you reckon it's, it's like better now to, to almost like always be a player coach like these days with how things work? Do you reckon the, the, the guy making those calls of like who's on and off should, should be sort of like involved in the game and on the field? Um, it's hard, it's hard to say because like, if you've got a guy who's playing and coaching, it's hard because, you know, as well, as far as like what they're doing, like trying to break the game up and what the team needs to do, they've also got to focus on what they're doing in the game. And if you're playing and coaching, you can only see so much from being on the field and you can only get so much information off you got like your team. Whereas if you're sitting in like the pit area and watching it from like that different perspective, like 
Um, you know, for, for some people, it probably works really well. And like being a player coach and then others just being a pure coach is, um, you know, some people do it really well being a player coach and then other people do it really well just by being a pure coach. Yeah. It's, um, Oh, just like, it's something that I've always looked at the sport as like lacking, but it it's because there's not that many people that turn up to paintball and go, Oh, you know what I really want to do? I just want to sit in the pits and watch. Like everyone just wants to be yeah. on the field. So there's not many people that, that show up that know what they're doing that aren't on the field playing. So it's just something that I've always like, just, it's fascinated me. And I think as the sport gets a bit older, hopefully we get some guys that will start coaching and, just moving into that role that can't play anymore. Being so, a dedicated coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, oh, it's just an interesting part of the sport that I know it's in the States. Like every team's got a coach. So, um, yeah, I've, yeah. Like, like I know you've got firsthand experience with, yeah, with Wombat. Like he's one of the only sort of people I know that's like ever really put his hand up for that role. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, like a dying art as far as that part of the sport goes being like a, a player coach or even just like a player who has like transitioned into the position of being a full-time coach to just, you know, there's probably not a lot of them. Like if any over here anyway, like in the States, you got stacks to choose from, but yeah, yeah. No, everyone here just wants to play paintball. Like yeah. can't blame them. No, the player, they don't. It's not many people that, um, it's like when they finish up, they just disappear. Like you don't, all the gear gets, yeah, you, they're, just, they're gone. Yeah. You never see them again. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a shame. Like, oh. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be uh, like, yeah, time will tell. Hopefully we get more, more guys coaching. So, um, like you said, the shenanigans, you guys were two years in the pro division. Yeah. So was that uh, like the team just sort of finished up uh, after that or were you guys? Uh, no, like, um, so after we come back from World Cup and played um, sevens, because we actually played on that same layout that I played on World Cup, um, there was guys on the team who... Um, just quit. Um, there was guys who said previous that they were thinking about leaving and there was other, other guys who said they were, they were finished after this year. And I'd got an offer from Envious. Um, and when I figured out like all of those guys are leaving, I was like, oh shit, it's pretty hard to find. There was three guys left on the team, including myself and it's hard to find like you'd need four guys three at the minimum to fill that like void and to find like three other guys who are on the same like level as far as like what time can they put into it can they commit um to the whole thing it's it's hard and like i got the offer from envious you know they'd won the series that year it was like um, it's kind of like a, a no brainer. It's like, um, situation, like I can join a team that's, um, competitive and, you know, progress from there, you know, like, um, yeah, it just seemed like a, 
a good idea. Yeah. So I, it's, instead of hanging around and trying to build, I went with. build a team, yeah. Yeah, you've got... Yeah, you're like... Ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm stepping in. Um, I don't, like, I wasn't even, um, like, looking to join other teams or anything like that. Like, if, if another team, like, offered me... Um, oh, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Like if our our team was, you know, together with like a solid solid crew of guys, but um, you know, when you've got like a chunk taken out, of it, it's like, oh shit, how do I how do I build this again? It's like, <laughs> well, um, there's a full squad over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm good to go. That's it. It's it's one thing to uh. Like it's 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 fairly easy. Like if you need four players, like uh, you could put a Facebook post out. You can find four paintball players. It's easy, but to find four like like you say, guys that are on the same page and are actually pro level uh, players is is another thing. Especially when the um, the pool for Sydney is so so limited. We've only got so many people, and, and most of them are on pro teams already. So yeah, yeah, that's right, and like. Even then, it's probably um, it's a little bit different now compared to what was back then. Because like uh, I know it was, it's kind of hard because I didn't really train at Action for for two years because we were always out at Camden. But like you you had like um, players that were like you could just tell they were there to improve and get better every time like they weren't scared whether they're going to play against pros or not they just want to get out there and play every point they can and that's why you see um like players like gaddy and uh ricky bobby just like explode in fires like playing novice events like a year and a half ago to now playing you know in the pro division they have that drive and they want to play in that division where it's like it's hard to find people like that now or even back then people want to give you that commitment and, you know, want to go and beat other people. <laughs> yeah. So there is that, that difference. Cause there's, there's guys that, you know, they just, they want to play paintball. They don't really care win or lose. It's more uh, about like how many beers are going to drink after the, after the, <laughs> the game. Yeah. <laughs> Those kind of things. Like, but... The sport yeah, like, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm cool with having like a drink after it, but like when you want to be there and compete at a high level, you want to um, like you want to commit to it like full on. You don't want to be like, you know, half arsing it type thing. You just, why are you there if you're going to do that? You want to, like, you want to win. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, yeah. oh, like I'm not, I'm, I don't like I'm competitive, but I don't really, I don't know, show it to a point. I don't really after a loss, I don't really get too upset about it because I think, well, there's always next time. So if I lose today, I'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I guess if you're looking at why you lost, like trying to pick apart the lessons of that you learnt from the loss or the beating. Yeah. 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 That's right. Like, 
you like you watch like everyone watches the tapes like after the like a sevens event now that like it's all webcasts and stuff but you're like oh man if if i like if i did this or if this guy did that you know we could have done that it's like it don't happen like that you know <laughs> that's already happened man like we should have should have done it today type thing like <laughs> just do, like shoot something run go <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, like with joining MVS, like how did you find that? Was it a, were you happy with that decision straight away? Or was it like a pretty much an instant fit? Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, like different cause, um, like the, everyone would always like put shit on, on someone for something. And I'm just like sussing it out, seeing how, how it's like all going. And, um, <laughs> I like kind of stuffed myself up there. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was like a, a light or something. And it's like had heat wave on it or something. And <laughs> someone said like, yeah, you can cook stuff with that. <laughs> and I was like, fuck off. No way. And <laughs> then I just like, from then on, it's got like shit put on me for thinking this heat wave light thing could actually cook food. I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. So like, every now and then it'd be like heat wave 5,000. Like, <laughs> shit. That's me. <laughs> no, it was good. You know, like, um, yeah, you'd have to ask the boys, like they'll, they'll probably laugh straight away. It was like the first or, second second night of the tournament at Gloria and Carl's like it was just sitting on the bench and yeah I just got roasted for it straight away it's like shit <laughs> oh I love it heat wave I like it it's a good nickname <laughs> yeah I don't think so <laughs> it's not that great <laughs> uh, I was good yeah no like um I figured out like from the first training, um, I I mugged a guy, and um, I, I'm pretty sure I probably shot him once. And I come back in, and uh, Carl, Carl and Ben, they're like, "That was sick move that you did, but you should have dropped it on that guy." I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like roast like shoot lace him up i'm like oh what's wrong with like just one ball and someone and that was like (laughs) like straight away because like you know their their mentality as far as like you want to beat people before you even get on the field so like mentally you want to be in their mind like if this guy is coming at him like how badly is he gonna you know shoot me is like head to toe type thing or am I going to get away good? <laughs> like, um, I'm sure there's plenty of people who can tell you the, um, how the twins go as far as like shooting people <laughs> when they get bunkered. There's a few videos out there, <laughs> but yeah, like I figured out quick that, um, you like, you got to play at a particular level and like, um, you know, kind of in, at a point intimidate people so like i don't know you kind of rattle them before you get on the field um 
and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to shoot them up too bad though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how did don't you want handle, to chase me? How did you handle like taking on that um, that persona? Because I know like with shenanigans, like they were like the nice guys. Like they were they were like the the pretty open, like fr- really friendly sort of team. And I think they would be the kind of team that would almost like say, no, you just out, like try and surrender you before they'd shoot you. So, and like, I know yourself, like you're pretty quiet. Like you're not that, like you're not going to get in anyone's face too much that I've seen anyway. Um, but like, like how did you handle that? Did you, was that something that you were on board for? Like, did you, did you sort of change your attitude a little bit with, with those guys? Uh, I didn't like, I didn't change my attitude, but I, I kind of got where they were coming from as far as like, um, like the mental part of it, like, for some people that that can work uh, like against like the other team, like you can, Oh shit, such and such is on the other side of the field. Like, Oh my God, you know, they kind of start shaking a little bit. It's like, it's just five guys at the end of the day. So, you know, get, give it as good as that, you know, they're going to take it type thing. Like if they're going to overshoot you, overshoot them. Oh, like cause we we had that happen in the states in one of the games we played. Um, I think it was our last prelim game. Uh, they started um, overshooting us, and we were like, "Okay, um, let's fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> this paint's soft as boys, and we're shooting ten bps. We can do this all day if you want. And uh, we we started lighting them up, and they were getting upset about it. And we came in the pits laughing. Cause the ref's like, look, you're going to have to like tone it down a bit. And we're like, okay, they started it. We're just playing how they're playing. So if they want to keep going this way, fine. If not. Um, and the ref was like, look, we know it's them. Um, but we're just letting you know as well. And they actually did overshoot another guy of ours and they end up getting a penalty for it. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but that's yeah. Like... Just oh, so, sorry. There's a little delay. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, that's all. Every now and again. I'm... Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just gonna Gotta say, go like, again. You, you've beat you've beaten them. Like basically, you, when you start getting them angry, and they're getting re- like really, and you guys are just like think it's a joke. That's that's like you yeah. you've beaten them. Whether they sent out to try and do it to you guys, but <laughs> they obviously yeah yeah are and a weak bunch of guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's that's where it all like comes from you know as far as like the mental part of the game um you just gotta you know take it and then you know try and dish it out to them and if they can't handle it well you're you're winning you win in the game like if you can get the other team rattled and they're getting in the pits and like they are screaming blowing up chucking stuff around it's like awesome we've won 50 percent of this game already now we just need to go and close it out because see i i find like um if you're playing frustrated or overly angry or something like that um uh to like i don't know i'm not a angry person so i don't go out there thinking oh like with the shits like i've got to get this guy because he overshot me or something like that it's like oh like I think if I can like snap him out with a one ball off, like well, I'm cheering. I think <laughs> you roasted me head to toe and I just needed one shot champion. See you later. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's well, I like doing that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 
no, it's um, and they they can be the the things when uh, they can really just rub salt in the wound when when someone's going to put all this effort in to go get you, and you're just like, Ka-cha, see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Like if you can just like cross map someone with a cheeky one shot, like I think that's the best. <laughs> Like, just snapping some dude with one shot and that's it. When they're just, like, you know, making it their mission and trying to either, like, come and stab you or, you know, they lay shut the point before. I just, yeah, it's nothing better than a one shot. Especially in the gogs. See you later, oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, uh, there's ones where you don't know where they came from. They're the most frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Off the break ones and stuff, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I had had one at um funny you say that like where they just come out of nowhere uh round one uh this year at sevens there was like a the Dorito one and two there was like you had to hit it on a like specific spot to get the like perfect bounce off the two into the one I'd shotten like a couple people out of it but no one had managed to shoot me the entire weekend. And it wasn't until we played the um, Eskimos in the semifinals. And I think it's the second point. A rope just comes in, hits the bunker and smacks me in the face. And I'm like, oh man, you're kidding. (laughs) That didn't just happen. (laughs) It's a shame with bounce shots that you can't just shoot it back. You just turn around shoot your Dorito too and uh, send pain into the snake or something? <laughs> well, I, I, it's, it's probably my own fault. Um, no one had ever shot me shot me or got close to shooting me off it. So I didn't like, you know, in a way respect it to a point. And it's like, uh, when you get like that, you can pay for it badly. Yeah. And, you know, you're playing in a, like a finals game and it's like, ah, no one's going to shoot me. No way. Bang shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've seen teams do that before as well like you watch their first point of the weekend and and they do this like play and you think oh wow that was cool and then they just never do it again and then they do it in finals and you're just like we knew that that was their like they just tried that one thing once like they'll just do it once over the weekend and and you're just like wow but you sort of forget about it like you say you don't respect it and then uh yeah you're just like damn it (laughs) yeah then then they pull it out and you know, it, it could be so, like something so simple. Like you'll see they could run it three times max in like prelim games. I might come up the center and like cut out and go to like the Dorito 50 or, you know, snake off the break type thing. And, you know, they won't do it for the rest of the tournament. And then you come finals, that's where everyone pulls out those, you know, <laughs> couple of plays if no one's like paying attention. Yeah. And, you know, people get mad, like good production out of like something like that. And then like that guy just starts just destroying everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, or they tie up like every gun on the, some random little bunker that everyone's trying to shoot out. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it works. So <laughs> why not? No, it's, it's a, uh, I love it. It's such a, such a crazy game. Like there's <laughs> so much to it than just, uh, yeah. Five guys are shooting paint. Yeah, holding yeah. holding lanes. Yeah. So, uh, like, what's your like? I know, you, like, everyone everyone knows the envious run, and and like the last few years, you guys have, like, I know that core four, you the twins and and Robber have been uh, 
like bouncing around yep. around a few different teams. So like, what's, what's your like training, uh, like schedule look like, like, are you out still like grinding as much as you were back in the day? Like let's talk about 2019, I guess, cause this year is a bit of a, a wash. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll practice in you know, every second weekend or every weekend we could get like the, you know, um, the core four of, of us, um, we're actually getting, getting Gaddy, um, into run quite a few points with us. Um, and there was a few times where the rest of the raw crew was out. So we could have like an actual, a full on practice, but yeah, we were out as often as we could, we could get out, um, and practice. But, um, yeah, like you could always do more, but you know, there's always life stuff that gets in the way. Like, and, and again, like, um, like you do it too much. It kind of becomes a second job. So it's always good to have like breaks, even if it's like a couple of weeks off type thing, you know, just to get like a rest and do like other things. Cause like if you do something too much, it kind of gets, I don't know, stale or boring. It's like, it's not as fresh or fun as it used to be. So like, um, as far as like COVID goes, like, cause we've had like four months of like not playing. It's like, now I'm like keen to get back out. It's like, let's go. This is awesome. You know, this is, this is why I actually enjoyed playing paintball in the first place. Like it's, this is why I want to play it. Cause it is fun. Yeah. No, it's, but, that's, that's cool. I like that. It's like, while you were talking, I was thinking it's almost um, like, it is a shame like every other sport you can think of like cricket and soccer and that, like it's, they've got a season. So they play, they, they do that. Like it all builds right up to like the finals. And then it's like, they know, like, it's almost like at the end, you, you know, you've got this three month break or two month break coming. So you're just like, yeah, like yeah. Just, you throw everything in and then you just relax for it's a bit paintball, I guess where like North America probably has it as well. A lot of places there it snows, So they probably don't play too much in the winter as so, much. Yeah. Well, we've got, um, I guess we're we're lucky that we can play all year round. But like I remember when I was playing, like the Masters, you'd you'd finish, and then next thing you know, it's like oh yeah, round one's in a couple of weeks. You're just like what? Like <laughs> when's it gonna end? Yeah, no, it's um like, and that's the like that's the thing with like you know your more traditional sports like that with that season they play it and then there's a massive break. You know they could have like a six months off season depending on like what sport it, it you're in paintballs all year round like you know you're starting well for us like our first event if you're playing sevens uh, just going off that so we're playing february and then you know masters isn't until late november so you know depending on how hard you want to go at it you could be playing 10 months solid out of the year just to play four events yeah and yeah it's that's that's when you go back to like getting burnt out and you know not enjoying it as much but having having breaks here and there you know um you know you can be more focused the next time you go out and play like and go and practice or go and scrim you know you're more you're more switched on like you you're actually like enthusiastic about being there it's like it's it's good 
Whereas, like, if you go too often, you know, you're just doing the same thing over and over. It's like, how do you break that up and make it interesting? So, like, not even just for yourself, like, just for the group of people you go with. Um, like, there was a couple of practices we were doing and we didn't even, like, scream. We were just doing, like, one-on-ones amongst ourselves or, like, little 3v3s. To, not even, like, doing that. Just, you know, going to, like, a bunker and, like, doing a couple of shots and moving just so like, like you could kind of imitate breaking out, go into a bunker and then like you get to your primary shoot and go type thing, you know, just breaking it up with like little things like that instead of like, I don't know, always doing the same thing over and over. It gets too repetitive. So having a break and then doing different things kind of keeps it, you know, fresh and fun. That's what I think yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I guess like, again, with that player pool being so small, like you're doing the same thing with the same people. So <laughs> you, there's only a handful of teams to play. Like anywhere, anywhere, anywhere around the country you play, there's the local like four, yeah. three or four teams and that's it. It's the same guys doing the same thing. <laughs> How much are you going to learn? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's a shame as well. They uh, don't like, really have much of a break. Um, Cause like, if you win the series, it's like, or like the event or whatever, you're like, yeah. And then, you know, a month later, it's like, all right, that doesn't matter now. Like we're focused on the next year and you don't get like a team. Yeah, that's right. You know, play. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you finish late November, you, you might have um, the whole of December off and like January, like you're already thinking about the next season or like even before January even kicks off, you know, you're already thinking about next year because in five, six weeks, like you're already playing or getting ready to play the next event with like you've dropped guys in a squad or you need to pick guys up. Um, you know, that was like, um, it's kind of one of the fun, funny things with last year, you know, there's a lot of, um, guys asking what like the core of envious was doing. It's like, Oh, you know, we're still sussing it out type thing. See how we go. And, it wasn't until like the last minute, you know, bang, we put in like the raw team and like we were on it. It's like, surprise. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of people who kind of guessed it beforehand, but um, yeah, because we were trying to get um, like envious in, but there was like other people in front of us. So like we kind of had to like wait our turn and wait for them to like not commit to play. And then it got to the point where, there was a spot, but we had already said um, to the raw guys that we will play for them, and because we'd already said we'll play for them, we were like, no, we're committed, so we're going to, you know, play the season out with them. Yeah, okay. No, it's um, it's tough. Yeah, it's it's a hard hard thing. Like I know I've I've asked like Ben and Carl, I think like <laughs> what MBS are doing and uh. Like I know everyone's keen to see the green machine back out on the field. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard because there is that system in place, but um, it's almost like if you guys were a, were like a semi pro team and like winning that you would have a better chance at becoming like the new pro team than just like a team from out of out, outside that, uh, coming into I the pro division. I don't yeah. think Mike would, um, I don't think he'd let us play semi yeah. win that and then you know gain our spot I, yeah. I don't think that would be on the cards at all <laughs> yeah, i think we'd right. get um <laughs> give it a crack 
We probably cop a lot of shit for being sandbaggers or something, you know? Maybe uh, you guys could just stick with, um, like, with Crisis, like you are now, and, uh, like, just start a new team with, like, some some newer guys and call them envious. And then when they win, you say, all right, sorry, guys, (laughs) you're... We'll take over from here. <laughs> yeah, we'll take take from you guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's cool. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's. I think we could be onto something though. Like maybe um, we could petition to, like, w- like would you be keen to to do that? Like play more events more often. Like condense the four events, it over like six months instead. So like, play over winter or something like that. Would would that be something you reckon would be better? Ah, uh, that. Like, that'd be cool, but at the same time, uh, the thing that just restricts paintball more than any other sport is the fact that, you know, it's not like soccer or football, you know, you got like a $40 football kicking around, everyone's got to go and pay for paint, so it's like, you could imagine trying to cram six months worth of paintball, like you'd have the poorest people you've ever seen in your life for like six months, you know, like, Oh, how you going, man? Just, man, just struggling on the two minute noodles. You know how it is. Like (laughs) it's like, it would be cool. But at the same time, as far as like, it'd be way too hard to do for like, just general living as such. It just, I don't reckon that'd be viable. It's not a traditional sport in the way either you know like there's like a focal point like you play playing soccer or hockey or whatnot you know tennis even you know there's one ball yeah. falling around <laughs> here you know there's there's a couple hundred any any one time flying through the air so yeah no it's, and, that's that's i guess a, a a thing for another another day the like getting paintball to a a watch something that's watchable like even up in the booth like I said to people, like, oh, I do this paintball commentary and they're like, oh, cool, I'll check it out. It's like, you can watch it, man, but trust me, you won't like it. It's, <laughs> it's not what you think paintball yeah. is. It's pretty boring. Like, it's such a cool sport and it's such a cool thing, but something needs to happen to, to make it better for, for viewing. I don't know what it is. It, to, like, to get it to, like, maybe that next level as far as probably being a little bit more interesting to watch, you would need to get, like, the players like point of view or like have mics on the field so you could like hear them talking and stuff and might add some like atmosphere to it as far as like um you can figure out how they're breaking down like the game like from their perspective yeah and i don't know maybe an audience could um you know, follow that a little bit easier, you know, like, whereas if you're just looking at it from a top-down view, you got, like, these guys pointing and shooting and then, like, this guy's moving, but why is he moving and how yeah, did he get okay. there, you know? Yeah. So if you had a guy, like, hey, shoot this, I need your help. Okay, yeah, cool. Like, people would kind of probably understand a little bit more why this guy's moving and doing that sort of Yeah. I guess maybe, um, like, Paintball Live probably isn't the, the thing that you want to show a new person at, it's more like, um, like, I don't know if you've seen like the old smart parts, like tournament that, uh, that it was all like pre-recorded and, and they actually did a really good oh. job of that. Like if a guy was having a one-on-one, they'd bring up both their faces and stats and they could like, yeah. cause it was all pre-done. Like they could, they could actually explain all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's like the way to do it. It's 
it's all going to be <laughs> pre-roll. You got to you got to break it down as the games go on, type thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, everyone, stop. We're just going to explain this for TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone, stop shooting where you are. Stop moving. Just yeah. wait a second. Isn't <laughs> yeah. there's like a ten or fifteen minute like um, breakdown of what's happening? Then it's like, okay, <laughs> time on, go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's like we struggle up in the booth um, at the sevens because like at the, in the AXL, they've got like 15 minutes between games. They can actually talk about what happened. Whereas we're just like, all right, that was really cool. Let's go to an ad. All right, we're back. The next team's playing like that. Yeah. And maybe we might try and tell you what happened, but then it's just like, oh, this is, this game's exciting. So we're going to crap on about that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, like NXL, you might have, like you said, you know, you got like what twenty minutes in between games, maybe a little bit longer. Like here, you've got um, five minutes before the next game, and that's if like, Joey doesn't doesn't speed things up to to get more games. Speed in. them up, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you know, rush you onto the field. But you know, I can get it from like the refs' perspective. You know, they they're sitting out or they don't get to sit, but stand all day. I'd hundred percent be taking a chair with me in between those uh, five minutes. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, little umbrella, like just chilling in the shade or something. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, like it'd, it'd be cool if it got to a point where, you know, um, you had like people like not in paintball, but like outside of it coming to, you know, check out the, um, sport from like a viewing platform and like you, you could like you know watch a full tournament over the like three days and you know they're like oh this is pretty cool and like they start like following a team and they're like oh how do i buy jerseys and stuff it's like oh here you go here's a jersey you know like yeah that that'd be yeah. you know cool like it, it gets to the point where you know like mainstream sports type thing but it's yeah, it's a real unique um, sport, and that's why people find it hard to follow. Especially as far as like, there's no focal point on it, so it's hard, I guess. And especially, it doesn't really get like um, like media attention or anything like that. So like, if it's not in if it's not in front of someone's face, they're not going to take any notice of it. Like, as far as like um, Mike and Action and all the guys there with like the webcast, like it is super awesome. But you know how many other people outside of Paintball watch it? Yeah, it'd be. No, it's true. It's uh, and yeah. like, oh sorry. How how do they under, like how do they understand it? You know, like you, you could talk about it all day, but it's still like to the average person, they'd be like, "What is happening here?" Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. what's going on well we did have that conversation pretty early because the first few years of doing it um like i was always like a big proponent of like no we need to explain it more we need to explain things and mike's like no but it's like you watch the rugby league they're not like okay so that was a knock-on so that means like here's what a knock-on or forward passes <laughs> like, we're gonna like explain it like they they don't it's so we sort of went more with the well yeah let's cater more to people that know what they're talking about and We'll, we'll up the level of our conversation a bit and actually go a bit deeper on like, things <laughs> we're talking about than like 
a yellow flag means this. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So, um, well, that's, that's perfect. Like, bef- like what you said before, you know, the smart parts thing, how they have like the pre-recorded things with those ads, you could have, you know, um, a short clip of like a ref throwing a yellow and then pause it. And then, I don't know, have like dot points on there of like why someone would get a yellow or have like a brief description on why someone's going to yellow. You could totally do that. Yeah. You could explain that in between like the two minutes between points or even like the yeah. five before the next match. Yeah. Perfect well, opportunity. That's a, <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Onto something there. Yeah. It's unfortunately it gets to the point where all that like pre-recorded stuff, like, um, you know, I've seen it, I've found it with the show, like just do, just putting like an hour long podcast out. Like it's, it doesn't take an hour to do like it's uh it takes time. So like all that stuff, unfortunately, that's, um, it's a chicken and takes the egg. Time. Like, yeah. The, there needs to be like a big company like ESPN <laughs> come in and say, here's, here's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let's make a show before, before someone will do that. But, um, no, nah, it's, it's, it's getting there. Um, whether the format needs to change, like I've heard people say like this one-on-one thing that NXL is doing like that, that's, I guess, pretty easy to understand. And that's something that maybe you could show to somebody like, it's just, you got to shoot the other guy and hit a buzzer. Like it's, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a little I bit know. more viewership yeah. friendly, maybe. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, one on ones aren't what everyone wants to play though. It's it's not the funnest paintball. <laughs> nah. Not not when you're the player, like unless you're you know, into playing one on ones. Yeah. yeah. It's only only good if you win them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you awesome. wanna like you don't want to be in a tournament situation like always being the one V one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well you guys have uh, uh I know like every team in the in the Super Sevens has like you know, it's, oh, you know, this is the guy you want in the one-on-one. Oh, this is the guy you want on the one-on-one. But, like, whenever you guys seem to play, it's, yeah, it's anyone on the team. Like, oh, this is, you know, there's you, there's Robber, like, the Simpsons, uh, Bancroft, like, he's the, oh, this guy's who you want in the one-on-one. Like, yeah, any, Macca, like, yeah, <laughs> you guys had the team of the one-on-one guys. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, a, it was a good, uh, a good line. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We we all have our moments. Like there's uh there's one day at practice, um, we were just doing one like not one on ones, just snap shooting and like we just rotated and um I got up to play like going against Johnny and I don't think I hit him once. Not once, and he destroyed me. I was getting like shot on the hand and the side of the head, like I'm like, did did I get close? He's like, nah. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> At least he's <you're> honest. Shit. <laughs> oh, today I'm just sucking. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's it's good. Uh, yeah, I guess everyone everyone has their moments, and you got to admit it when you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, when it counts, I guess I do okay. But uh, <laughs> I've had some I've had some bad moments. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, we're, uh, uh, we're we're starting to run low of time, um, so we're going to have to start wrapping things up. So before we go, was there anyone uh, like any sponsors that you or any you know anyone that you want to thank or shout out while you while you while you're on the air? Oh uh, yeah, I guess I could. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to thank 
uh, Die Precision, uh, Gladiator, Painful Addiction. Um, yeah, that's it. Covered it. Yeah. <laughs> nice and easy. Old. What about people? Anyone? Uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Shout out. Yeah, like anyone uh, that's helped you out or anything like that over the years that you want to give a thanks to. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't name all the people. Shit. Just all of them. Yeah. Everyone. Anyone who's ever helped me during uh, painful cheers to the help, I wouldn't be where I am if no one, you know, helped me out while I was um, coming up through the ranks. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, there's a, it gets like that. There's a bits and pieces from anywhere. Even people uh, you don't like sometimes are the ones that, that give you the biggest uh, lessons. <laughs> Help you the most, yeah. yeah. You learn pretty quick when you make a mistake, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, another question I'll ask you, like, is there anyone that you could recommend for the show for me? Someone that you think people might like to hear from? Uh, yeah, I'll recommend uh, Aaron McCauley. Yeah, nice. Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, throw his hat in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> in his best. Throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, his name hasn't come up before. I, uh, he's, he's, he's done it. He's done it all though. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a great player. <laughs> Everyone's a great player. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be good to, you know, get him on there and uh, pick his brain and, you know, because he's played quite a bit so yeah it could be interesting listen yeah i know he's uh he he was the the one with explicit there sort of trying to hold things together for a while while explicit were going through some rebuilding over over the the years so it's uh yeah i think that that explicit is just on a constant rebuild (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's you know it's like like a car that's always at the mechanics like it's always there getting fixed yeah, it's just no, it was unfortunate. Unfortunate lineups, yeah, yeah, yeah. They um, but yeah, now the East Coast Hawks, so they're uh, yeah, from the Ashes. Yeah, there's quite a few of us in that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's like uh, a nine-man roster. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, you play with them? Have you? Oh, was that in the seven-man? No. Um. We have. Oh, I haven't had a chance to play play oh, with them right. yet. But yeah, there's there's like nine of us on that roster the two. Yeah, two playing yeah, event okay. that comes oh, up. Sweet. So, because there was. Right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It was a charity event they had out there at Camden, but um, yeah, a few of us couldn't couldn't make it. But that, I guess that's the bonus of having like a big roster. You know, like you could you only need five guys or six guys to go play a one day or so. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. No, it's cool. So you're a hawk. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm on I'm on so many teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't count them. There's too many. Oh, it's cool. It's uh yeah, I guess it's it's a way to be. Um yeah, to be on many teams and instead of being the guy that no one wants. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just the pest that's on everyone's team, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good uh being out there and I guess that's that's how you get to playing uh fifteen events in one in one season is uh it's, it'd be hard to do it with with one group of guys. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, that'd be hard to do. Plus, like I don't know, how do you how do you find fifteen events for a full team to go play? Yeah. Because <laughs> a cu- couple of them were just like one one day type things. So 
yeah, just a one-off type event. But I was also playing, I think that was three or, f- no, there was three different series that I was playing that year. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, f- actually, four. I was playing uh, NXL New South Wales, NXL Queensland, Super 7s, Big 5s, and then I would play, I uh, no, there's like one or two just um, one day type events in there somewhere. But yeah, there's a lot of paintball. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I'm sure you, 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 yeah, I'm sure it's one of those things that are like worth every cent at the end of the day. All the memories. Oh, at the time it was awesome, but like, <laughs> you've, then I kind of figured out how much money I was spending. I was like, man, I've got to kind of stop. Hey, this is, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. I'm going to be poor. <laughs> Back to eating the two-minute noodles. Uh, so. um, I'm still eating two-minute noodles. I haven't caught up yet. <laughs> I don't play anymore and I uh, still eat two-minute noodles. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, they're good, you know. You can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. This uh, this episode of Down Under Paintball brought to you by Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 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 coming on board as a new sponsor, so we'll see how we go. <laughs> they, they might get that um that that uh three percent, and you might get the out of the <laughs> out of the packet chicken chicken uh, <laughs> yeah. chicken noodles. We'll get you to the snake on time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, things are starting to derail a bit, so we might wrap it, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thanks, Jared. Thanks so much for for sitting down and and joining us. And uh, yeah, hope hope everything goes well, and hope we get back out on the field soon. Yeah, that'd be good. That is a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball. Thank you once again to Jrad for sitting down and having a chat. I'm pretty sure he was the most requested guest on the show out of all the people when I asked them to recommend someone. So it was good to finally get him on. I know he was very popular and someone that yeah everyone obviously wanted to hear from and myself included. So that was a really good chat and I'm glad I'm glad I got to do it before the show ended. So continuing on with some of the Q&A questions that were thrown my way, pretty much every single one that I've got now comes from Will McDonald. He, he put quite a few to me. So he wants to know uh, what made me go down the podcast path. Well, it is something that I, I did want to do for a long time. Uh, yeah, years ago when I was still playing, I was running coaching clinics at least probably once a month. Uh, and I was really into that. So me and another guy who I still didn't get to get on the show, um, Matt Roberts, we're gonna, we were actually going to start it probably about five years ago. Uh, but focus more on coaching and how to get better at the game. Um, but the talks, it was sort of a bit of a, you know, a pipe dream, a, a Sunday night chat after an event. Like we, we really had this cool idea, but it never really went to fruition. So it's something that I've been sitting on for a long time. Um, yeah, and it wasn't until, uh, you know, I started up in the booth and chatting to, you know, these pro players and you know, you'd ask him a question in between points when, when we're on an ad break and he thought, well, there's so many stories that are being shared around here. Um, and yeah, why don't we do this? But, you know, for the Aussie players, I want to I want to share those stories. And the other one was, uh, you know, a big one is when I, I mentioned Neil Martin to someone and they said, uh, who's that? And I went, no, this is, 
this needs to change. No, people can't go with their life without knowing who these paintball greats in Australia are. And another quick one from Will McDonald as well. He just wanted to say, uh, have I modeled this podcast after anyone in particular? So yeah, I, I do listen to quite a lot of podcasts. Um, it's pretty much three that I've modeled this one off. Uh, one's called the Aussie Runner Podcast. So if you want to check that out, it's sort of how I copied the interview format. They, they interview Australian runners. Uh, the next one is called Training for Ultra. Yeah, ultra meaning ultra marathons. So any running event that's over 42.2 kilometers is considered an ultra. And on that show, they discuss yeah training for ultras and interviewing ultra marathon runners, which is the sport that I'm currently undertaking. Um, that podcast is probably one of the biggest inspirations. If you do get a chance, I'll, I'll throw these in the show notes, but if you do get a chance to ever listen to an episode, you'll hear that the formatting for my show, even down to the music, is quite similar. I really like how Training for Ultra is put together and the kind of questions he asks his guests, so I did model that one. And a bit left field, I listened to a podcast called Limited Resources quite a lot. Uh, and again, that's uh, centered around magic the gathering which is a card game that i i play quite a lot and and focus on which is has a lot of similarities to poker um in and chess in the in the way you have to think about it so they they do a really good job breaking down the game which is sort of what threw me into wanting to do some of these coaching episodes and stuff like that so they're the three the aussie runner podcast training for ultra and limited resources so if you are into running or uh, Magic the Gathering, you can check them out. And that is a wrap on another episode of Down Under Paintball. I'll see you next week.